Hey guys, welcome to another edition of There Goes the No Hitter. I'm your host, Big Chief Daddy. On this edition of the show, we will be talking about opening day coming up. We'll be also some MLB players got some pretty good extensions with their current teams. Um, the defend the defending champion Boston Red Sox, and when will they actually have a banner night? And a great MLB player announces his retirement from baseball. So, let's get into it right now as we present, There Goes the No-Hitter. Alright guys, welcome back. So we're going to start off right now with the um, opening day is around the corner. Opening day is March 28th for everybody. That's um, in about two days, two, three days from now. And it's very puzzling to me because now I, I know... A few years ago, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, MLB used to have a Sunday night game, opening night game um, on ESPN. And usually it was the defending champions and they get a banner night. But uh, they've gone away from it. And I wonder why. Because you see it in basketball, you see it in football. Your defending champion from the previous year they get they they get their opening night they get to raise their banner and they get they have a game but all the pomps and circumstance of winning the title from the year before winning the world championship they get to celebrate it for one more night and then they put it away and it's back on in baseball march march 28th is opening day but that's for everybody the defending champions in fact the Boston Red Sox aren't going to be able to raise their banner at home until a week and a half after the season on April 9th. Now, I'm not a big Red Sox fan. I'm not. You know, they beat the Dodgers, which is my team, because if the Dodgers would have won the World Series, I'm sure I'd be in L.A. right now because I'd be on my way to go see a banner. But then I'd be mad if... I got to celebrate a week and a half after the season's started. And what happens if their team is didn't start off on a hot streak? So now you're like, yay for the championship. But we're not doing so well, even though it's only been a week in the season. We didn't start off that hot. You would think that the MLB would have a greater, a greater night and a greater thing for their game. Pick a game, you know, do Sunday night. Do a Sunday night game. Now, granted, the, you know, the tournament for um, the NCAA should be over um, right about that time. You know, it'll be over in uh, about two weeks. So, you know. Pick, see the tournament basketball tournament doesn't go goes from Thursday to Sunday for MLB for uh, NCAA. So how about 
you can even do a a Monday night opening night. Like the heck, the football has a Thursday night opening night. Um, basketball usually does like a Tuesday or a Wednesday opening night. Why not a Monday night baseball opening night? Have your defending champions open up banner night. They could do. Hey, guess what? We won the championship. We could do it. Here's our. Here's the banner. You know, I know they do a ring ceremony a different day, so it's not all at once. They don't do it like they don't do a ring and and the uh, banner in one in one day, but at least do it a banner. So, I mean, that's just my take. Um, let me know what you guys t- think about should MLB have a have their own night. I mean, I think I put up a poll and uh, on uh, Sports Daddy TV on Twitter, and uh, I'll ask: Should sports should baseball have an opening night? Yes or no? Interesting to see what the uh, outcome will that be. So, all right, guys. Well, we'll be right back, and I'm going to talk a little bit about. Some current MLB players getting some crazy contract extensions and what that means for their team and what does that mean for them himself and will some of them actually fulfill the whole entire contract? I'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. So I left you with a couple things to know about current MLB players getting some hefty duty contract extensions. And I mean, we'll get right into it, I guess. Um, The big contract of the, uh, as far as contract extension for the offseason was um, your Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, they signed Mike Trout to a 12 years, $430 million. Now, this comes off the heels of Bryce Harper getting 12 years, $330 million from the Phillies. My thing is they were making sure Mike Trout did not go to home to Philadelphia and play with, with Bryce Harper because I have the feeling that he might have went to Philadelphia play with Bryce who would have left California so the Angels threw everything in their basket and that is a lot I mean Mike Trout is 27 so you're asking him basically he's going to be an angel for life um at 30 39 almost 40 he might get a new contract depending on how well he plays and you know being an everyday position player, maybe sometimes is you know your skills you know go down a little bit. So you know uh, we'll have to see about that. But um, I'm happy for Mike Trout because he got his money. I'm not happy because you know the Angels. I don't think are going to go anywhere. I don't think the Angels are going to do that well this year. I don't see them um, contending for the AL West title. They might get a wild card, but I don't think so. Um, so, 
You know, did he sign a contract to where he's going to play? And then next thing you know, let's say in six years of that contract, he might get traded. Because, I mean, they're under new management. Mike Sosha is no longer there. It's Brad Osmus. So, you know, we'll see how, how well he does. I mean, he was he managed the Detroit Tigers. So, you know, we'll see how well they can gel. They didn't do that great last year. I believe they finished... Uh, dead last in the division if, or if now or, or third to last last year but I mean I I think uh, Texas Rangers are going to be really well this year but I mean Oakland A's Oakland's going to look they, they were really good last year I think they're going to be pick up exactly where they left off um, even Seattle you know Seattle lost a couple players to uh, to New York the Mets I think they'll still battle, but I I don't know how well the Angels would do. I I think the Angels might win seventy games, maybe seventy five games this year. I don't know where that's gonna. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. If they do, they'll make it as the second wild card team. But hey, you know, you locked Mike Trout up, but you have an aging Albert Pujols. Your pitching is okay. So, you know, we'll see what happens. The other contract I was surprised to see was uh, Chris Sales getting a five-year contract for extension for $145 million from the Boston Red Sox. Now, the Boston Red Sox won the championship last year. Chris Sales was a big part of it, but he's 29 and how much more does he have? I mean, he had a nice career in, in Chicago. He came to he came to Boston. He like he helped him a lot last year, but you know you're asking him to do basically much basically what he did last year, and he's been injury prone. So I'm not quite sure if he actually will um, do can give you that. But you know, I wish him luck. I wish he, you know, I hope he doesn't get hurt, get that dreaded Tommy John, um, you know. But at 29, you a five-year contract, you're, what, 34, almost 35. As a pitcher, you know, you still have, you still be good. I mean, you might have one more contract left, if, left in you if you don't get hurt, if you have a great year, um, if you can have another site, uh, uh, you know, uh, compete with the Cy Young kind of um, Cy Young this year. If you can compete with that Cy Young, getting the Cy Young and uh, helping that team possibly gain back to the World Series into the playoffs with, in the AL East, which you got to predict that they're probably the heavy favorite in the AL East. I mean, you know, you got the Yankees. They're always, you know, they're always there. You know, you never know with them, but, you know, so. But uh, you probably have to say Boston is probably the heavy favorite in the uh, AL East. So the other, the other two contracts I want to talk about are actually their teammates. And, uh, you know, one contract I can I can see it because an extension because, hey, he's young. He's probably he might be soon to be one of your franchise Franchise players, you you know your 
your your face of your franchise in Alex Berg, Bregman. Um, he's 24. He signed a five-year extension for 100 million dollars. You know that's pretty much locking down one of your uh, your infielders for you know till at least he's 30. So you have him for a good five years. Um, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I mean, other than I mean, your face of your franchise is probably Jose Altuve, the little man from Venezuela, but uh, you know who a couple of years ago in the World Series just agonized me when I was watching that series because he was just killing the Dodgers. But so was Bregman, and I I, I like that extension. I think uh, it's going to be really good for uh, Houston, and um, you know. You got to admit they're probably going to be heavy favorites for the uh, AL West is long, along with Oakland. So, I mean, you got those two teams. I think are going to battle it this year for the first and second. Between first and second of the AL West. And um, it wouldn't be surprised me if they're also, like I said, I think the AL West is going to have two, two teams out of the wild card this year as far as the. I'm not sure what wild card number there'll be one or two, but I think AL West and the AL East are going to have a uh, two two teams this year coming to the, going to the playoffs. I think it's going to be the Yankees and the Red Sox with the Red Sox probably winning the division again, and I think the uh, you know I think the Houston's going to uh, finish wild card and uh, Oakland's going to win the division. But Oakland also, I mean Houston also. Uh, they uh they gave uh, Ver- Justin Verlander a, a two year extension at sixty six million. So the dude's gonna be thirty seven, making thirty three million dollars, um, for the first one when he turns thirty seven. And you know, hey, Justin Verlander, awesome pitcher. Uh, I think the new resurgence in his career with the Tigers helped him. I mean, with the Astros helped him. I mean, he was with Detroit and. You know, I don't know where Detroit would have been because they helped. He helped Detroit get, you know, help him win the Central. But I feel like when he, since he's went to Houston, you see, I've seen a different Justin Verlander, and uh, you know, I'll, and you know, I, I I saw it a couple of years ago with that passion and that fire, and I've seen it. And I, well, he gets along with his teammates. I've seen some interviews that he's done, and. I know everybody's first thing is, uh, hey, can I, uh, when can your wife come on this show? So, um, you know, because he's married to Kate Upton. But, uh, you know. But those are the four kind of extensions I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, you know, there's a couple more, like I said before, we had all those other extensions earlier in the year. and uh, uh, But we'll be right back. And I'm going to talk a little bit about a uh, certain player hangs it up after uh, 18 years in the major leagues and nine years overseas and uh, what he brought to baseball. I'll be right back. Alright guys, welcome back. So, 
a MLB player retired um, this uh, past spring um, during tr- spring uh, spring uh, training, and he uh, he retired where I guess you could say it all began. Um, he retired in Japan. His name is Ichiro Suzuki. He played nine years. Um, from 92 to 2000 for the Orc Inks um, Blue Waves in Japan before coming to the big leagues and being drafted by the Seattle Mariners, making his, uh, you know, being in Seattle from 2001 to 2012. I mean, this guy is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and um, I'm going to give you... I mean, when I say he bursted onto the scene, I mean... The dude had more hits um, as a in, as a rookie in one season. I mean, he was the hitting machine. In fact, um, I mean, even before he he uh, stepped into the base into the major leagues in Japan. I mean, it he, he had over a thousand hits in Japan. You know, even before he even hit, I mean, he had, yeah, he had about, he had 1,278 hits in Japan. I mean, I'll give you a couple stats for him. He had 529 RBIs in Japan. He had 199 R- stolen bases in Japan. He, he batted 353. This is all in Japan in his nine years when he was in Japan. He, uh, he then came to, uh, into, uh, the MLB. He was, you know, like I said, drafted by Seattle, and he ended up finishing with uh, three over three thousand hits in uh, in in the major leagues, with uh, five over five hundred stolen bases. His average was three eleven, but he was a hit machine. I mean, if you added all the hits he ever had, if you add both both years hits, he has over four thousand hits. If you add Japan plus the major leagues, I mean, that's a lot of hits. Um. He actually holds the MLB record for most hits in a season with uh, 262 hits in a season. <laughs> he loved interleague play. I mean, I guess he loved this so much he, you know, he, you know, I guess, you know, I mean, most people say, hey, interleague plays was, uh, it's you know, you might not get a lot of pitchers. You don't see the pitchers as you used to um seeing all the regular in your regular league when you go to play the national league you might not see the different pitchers but he he still got hits like i said he was a hitting machine he actually leads all the you know japanese born players he out of all of them he is the highest when it comes to hits but but let me say you know i think he helped the japanese um players come to the states um with hit everybody knows about great japanese you know pitching uh hideo nomo for the dodgers was a great japanese pitcher but he was a pitcher Seho atani is known for his pitching well and his hitting because but but if it wasn't for ichiro suzuki playing the way he did playing the outfield the way he did i don't know if these guys even or atani or matsui get a shot in the majors I think Ichiro Suzuki 
helped Japanese baseball players come to the States, um, in my opinion. He also was a, uh, he won two, two medals, gold medals for his country, Japan, when they started the uh, World Baseball Classic. And so he, you know, he helped them play, win a couple medals. You know, um, he played 18 years in the major leagues, and the teams he played were was like I said, he played for Seattle. He played from the for the Yankees from 2012 to 2014. He played for the Marlins from 2015 to 2017, and then he you know and then he retired with the as a Seattle Mariner this past March. Um, I'm, you know, playing playing about a, about a year, you know, last year, and then at the end of this year, and before spring. But he, he I found it interesting is that he actually he he had a game in Japan against the A's, and that's where he decided to call it a career because you know that's where he that's where it started for him, and he had the greatest ovation ever. Um, I believe he is a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, ten time All Star, Rookie of the Year. 10-time gold glove. If you... I want to know. So comment me at SportsDaddyTVBlog on Facebook.com or at SportsDaddyTV. Tweet me. If you don't think Ichiro Suzuki is a first ballot Hall of Famer, give me a reason why. Because I believe even at the age of 45... He probably could have still played this year if he really wanted to, because his hits were still there. They, they they were still there. His speed probably was a little bit gone, but I mean, I think he might have still been playing. I mean, he I don't think he would have. I think he wouldn't have been an everyday player, but I believe he could have helped out Seattle. Um, I don't know if he'll be coaching. Um, I unless he maybe he goes back home to Japan, but uh. He's, he was beloved in Seattle. Um, other than King Griffey Jr. and King Griffey, Randy Johnson, Ichiro Suzuki is probably the hottest non-born American, non-American-born player to play in the state of Seattle. That he's the highest. Um, he will probably get his number retired, if not this year, next year, maybe within, I'm going to say within two years, he'll have his number retired. But like I say, he was a great player. And I look forward to, uh, to you know, seeing his Hall of Fame speeches when he gets into the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, I was privileged to see him. I seen him a couple times live play. Um, he, you know, he didn't get he didn't win a World Series ring. That's the only thing that you know. Hey, he didn't get that. The only thing out of his blemish is he never won a World Series championship. But uh, you know, I don't know if that would just help put more. Cement on a cemented legacy of his Hall of Fame career. I mean, he, does he did he need it? I don't. 
not winning a world championship does not get him will not get him not in it in the Hall of Fame. He still will get in the Hall of Fame. So shout out to Ichiro Suzuki. Great. Um, it was a pleasure watching your career, and I look for uh, look uh, best of luck in the rest of your post baseball career. Even uh, if it's here in the states as a batting coach, because he would be a great hitting coach. If it's overseas in Japan and goes back home, whatever he does, um, I applaud you, sir, and uh, thanks for showing your talents here in the States for a strong 18 years, and I never heard any negativity, no PEDs, nothing coming out of his camp. He played the game the right way. The way it was meant to be played. He played it hard every day. And uh, I applaud you, sir. I'll be right back. All right, guys. Before we wrap up this show, I'd like to say um, this was spring training is... uh, just about over and I mean a lot of teams have their own they have a couple more string spring training games in their own home ballparks where they're from but I was privileged to be at a few uh, Atlanta Brave games and uh, in Orlando here at the ESPN Wild World of Sports and unfortunately the Atlanta Braves will be moving to a new stadium in uh Sarasota, and uh, they will be leaving ESPN Wild World of Sports at Walt Disney World after a great 22 year, um, 22 years of playing there. And let me tell you, this stadium is beautiful. Um, it's great viewing. Uh, the food also is great. The food is wonderful. But uh, it was nice to at least be a part of. Uh, the last year for Atlanta Braves. I mean, if you got to say Atlanta Braves are probably the Central Florida and Orlando's baseball team because we don't have a baseball team in Orlando. We don't, as far as the city of Orlando and in Orlando, we don't have a baseball team here. Um, we have the Rays, but I mean that's in Tampa. But as far as Orlando's base, I mean they were. You know, I've talked to a lot of people that went to a game. They've been going to games for. They went to games all the 22 years, and they love their Braves, and not all of them are from uh, Atlanta. So, um, big up to the Braves. I wish them luck at their new home. Um, thank you for 22 years. And, um, you know, but other than that, I'm going to say so well, so long. Thanks for listening, subscribing to... There goes the no hitter. You can fall. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google, Google Play, Spotify. Um, you can also, like I said, follow me at at Sports Daddy TV on Twitter, Sports um, Facebook.com slash Sports Daddy TV blog. Be on the lookout also for the Coastal Bros on Sports Daddy TV presents the Coastal Bros also. 
Sports Static TV presents Click and Argue with FJB. And we will see you so long and talk to you again later as we will be finally bringing you games that matter for the MLB. Talk to you guys later.